BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, guys, we are back. Welcome to the channel. Matt Garland here, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. We are live. We are blessed. Thank God for another day. All newcomers, welcome to the dark side. Welcome to my world. Make sure you guys smash that like button. And most importantly, hit that bell for notifications and subscribe if you're new here. All right, we got Tooks Productions in the building. Oh, hold on, hold on. Fuck Tooks for a second. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Damn, on. yo. Fuck Tooks for a second. Hold on. I forgot. <laughs> you got to go to mgbookstore.com. Pick up the latest and greatest books. How's <laughs> that? That's crazy. And the Real Estate Investors Manifesto. <laughs> we love Tooks. Now, Tooks, introduce that's yourself. How, that's, how we, that's how we starting the day off, huh? That's how we starting the day I'm off. Tooks Productions here. is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. And we have a special guest today. Miss Vanessa Cole. Miss Vanessa Cole, straight out of Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. How are you, Vanessa? How's everything? I'm good. Life is good? It's excellent. Welcome to New York City. Thank you. Thank you, Toots, for having me. How you liking Garland Media headquarters so far? Oh, it's amazing. Are we treating you good over here? It's amazing. I mean, it's a full (laughs) production here. I was not expecting this. Yeah, we lit over here. Yeah. Shout out to Tooks. I, I can't take no credit for none of this. Shout out to Tooks. Shout out I'm to honored. Wow. Shout out to Compliment. I always, I always give you your props, but nah, you, you, just get, you just you get do. on my damn nerves sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I always give you compliments. Shout out to all um, our regulars are in the building. Shout out to everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And I'm going to try my best to stay off this phone. Um, but we, we're going to have <laughs> a short episode because I got to head to... Um, Brooklyn for a speaking engagement tonight. So we're going to give you guys a lot of gems in a short period of time. So sh- so drop some gems in the comments if you're ready. Tooks, let's set it off. Wow, I got to set it off. Yeah, we're talking development today, right? Okay. We're talking development. Vanessa's a developer. First of all, Vanessa, introduce yourself to the people who might not know who you are. Yeah, yeah. So my name is Vanessa Cole. I'm a builder developer in Houston, Texas. I tell people I started from a bank teller, turned into a developer, and a lot of that was through the power of relationships and the power of being intentional with your life. So 
Um, I've done 50 affordable homes. We have 100 acres outside of Houston that we've already sold over 75% of that development. And I have 18 acres under contract, 43 acres under contract, and we just closed on 700 acres of the 1,400 that we have under contract. So we are busy, but uh, I love it. I do believe that this is my purposeful work, and um, I'm honored to share this space with you guys. I love it. There we, ha there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> She's bona fide, real deal. Don't play with Vanessa, please. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tooks, you got questions? Because you always got questions. Yeah, so we started talking offline a little bit. So you mentioned you were from New York, right? Yes, I'm originally from New York. I was born in New York, raised in Texas. So um, what made you want to go to Texas and start this project? So I moved to Texas when I was young. Okay. Um, but I always had an entrepreneurial spirit about me, and I loved investments. I loved business. And um, I just found real estate to be that vehicle for me. So, so when, so how, so how do you even, how do you even go into that? Like what made you want to go into development over other, yeah. other things? Honestly, I was pushed into this. So like I said earlier, I was a bank teller and okay. I used to process these people's checks coming in the bank. And one guy that would always come in there, I didn't know, but he was the real estate asset manager of Midtown, mm -hmm. which is like part of our downtown. And I told him, I was like, hey, I'm getting my real estate license. And he was like, well, call me. I have some contracts for you. So then I learned that that group where it was acquiring lots downtown and midtown with the goal to do affordable housing later down the road. So I learned lot acquisitions coming right out of my teller position and then I was just educated on, and I did a good job for him, that he was like, hey, you should consider building and developing because you're a double minority. You're a woman and I'm black and Spanish. And he's like, this, this would be a good opportunity for you. He was like, the city has like thousands of lots. So I was like, Ugh, sounds like a lot of work, development, building. But then I took a step back and I was like, there's a lot of opportunity here. When you research affordable housing, it's a crisis, you know, it's a global mm. crisis. And so what do we do as business people? If you see that there's a problem and you can be a part of that solution to right. that problem, then that means you can monetize off of that. So I said, okay, let me put my little team together. Um, so he introduced me to two builders and he was like, call them, pick their brain see how they formed their company, how they got the financing, mm -hmm. and go for it. And that's what I did. Wow. I went for it. So <laughs> you said lot acquisitions? Yeah, lot, acquisi lot acquisitions. So that just means that we help buy the lots. We're acquiring the lots. And a lot is just like a, a plot of land or something like that? That's correct. Okay. Sorry. So in Texas, yes, we call it lots. Um, it's a 5,000 square foot lot. It's 50 by 100. Right. So 50 in the front, 100 going the back. So 5,000 square feet. We put a three bed, uh, two bath house on there. Oh, so you build, so you don't just buy the, the, the land, you actually build on top of it as well. It's not just. Yes, I have a construction company. Okay. Yes. It's a lot of work. Do you see these bags? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So um, this affordable housing, mm-hmm. is it, so from, from my understanding, when it, well, like at least in New York, I've always heard that when these, when these buildings are put up, they're supposed to have certain um, apartments allocated for, mm-hmm. for those, um, for affordable housing. So how do you, like these, these developments that you're doing, is it the whole thing is affordable housing or it's just like certain apartments? Yes. Yeah, so the difference in Texas, you know, there's no shortage of land. So I'm not in the commercial affordable housing okay. space. So I'm not doing multifamily rental affordable housing. I'm doing single family for sale homes, uh, okay, affordable okay. housing. So I'm wanting this first time home buyer that keeps getting priced out of the open market to get a piece of home ownership, right? Mm. I want you to be able to buy that home, pay off that mortgage as quickly as possible, maintain it, maintain that home with pride, right. and then pass on that home to your heir. So you're coming in, I'll give you an example. The houses that we just sold two years ago, the buyers got in for 230000 Right. That was the purchase price. There's down payment assistance opportunities, mm-hmm. and they were able to get 30000 towards their closing costs and mortgage buy down. So essentially, they walked into that house for $200,000. 11 months later, that same house appraised for $450,000. Wow. Yes, it's right next to the University of Houston. So this teacher, the guy's a teacher, another lady works in like hospitality, you got into a house for 200K and now you're sitting on a 400K nest egg, you know? Like what what other investment opportunities is the average person doing to get that type of return? Yeah. So what are the cons, right? Well, the city does put this clause, this provision in your deed that states, okay, if you go to sell this house mm-hmm. within the first 10 to 20 years, you're going to have to pay us back because the city is saying that. Right. They're like, because we took out the land cost and we gave you some money to close, you're not just going to flip this house and, you know, mm-hmm. get rich. So I tell them, you stay in there for, you know, 10, 20 years and you pass it on to your, your heirs because that's the whole generational cycle and curses that we're trying to break. Right. right. We're trying to leave legacy pass, you know, um, assets on. Mm-hmm. Right. So and you do that by putting your 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 family in a position to win when you're gone. Right. So those are the affordable housing opportunities that we have in Houston. I'm about home ownership. I'm about assets. Right. So. Yeah. Hold on. A lot of questions now. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> now you're good, man. I was waiting. I was waiting for you to ask I, 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 I kind of figured that, but I was letting you go. All right. Good job so far for setting this up. <laughs> so I, I just want to break this down for everybody. Yeah. In terms, right? Because you're doing affordable housing, you're buying single family properties, you're getting incentives from the city in okay. order to give them down payment assistance, correct? Correct. Yes. So the incentive that so, for example, we have what's called a TERS in Houston. It's called a Tax Increment Reinvestment Zone. All that is is just a boundary, and 
through taxpayers' dollars, a portion of taxpayers' dollars goes towards affordable housing. So the city says, hey, builder, I'm going to sell you 10 lots at a discount, mm -hmm. and I need you <laughs> to, to build on those 10 lots and put a first-time homebuyer on each of those lots in those houses. So the, I guess, subsidy, if you will, is they take the land cost out. And that's where the builder makes, that's how we make our money. Mm. And so, then, so instead of charging, mm -hmm. let's just say 50000 for the land, let's just say, for example, mm -hmm. the, the city will say, we'll give you this land. We'll sell you, instead of selling you the land for 50000 mm -hmm. we'll sell you the land for 5000 mm. or 10000 10000 has been the max. So we'll sell it for 10000 saving you 40000 but in order for this to happen, you have to put a first-time home buy in here, and the price point has to be at a certain threshold. It's capped. It's capped. Correct. Okay. Correct. And then on top of that, that first-time home buyer will now be eligible. Well, when they do that, do they do they have to meet like these um, AMI guidelines, area median income guidelines to purchase? That is correct. And the area median income for a household of one is seventy-four thousand. That's a healthy income, mm. you know. So, at so, least in Houston, you know, seventy-four thousand annually. Yeah. Yes, and so once again, you, I'm in the you, Texas market. Do you understand AMIs? So that that was that's why I asked the question. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So AMIs is basically like they'll say you can't make no more than eighty percent of the for affordable housing for for like for most first time home buyer programs that the city or the state or the government gives okay to home buyers. Mm -hmm. It's all based off of you qualify if your income doesn't exceed. A certain amount. A certain amount of money. And right. it's based off of family size. Family one, like she said, in Houston was 74000 Family two would probably be 95000 or 100000 I'm just making it up. Just yeah, yeah. trying to give you an example, right? And it goes yeah. on and on to, like, I think a family four plus is, like, 125 or something. Just as an example. That's yeah. kind of how the chart would read. And as long as someone is the buyer, the home buyer that's coming in is a first-time home buyer. First-time home buyer, by definition, is someone who hasn't owned real estate within the past three years. Three years. Right. So and most people don't know that you can own the house five years ago, sold it, but you haven't had no ownership and no property for the past three years. Your name is not on no deed. You are technically now considered a first time home buyer. So it just resets. It, res it resets, okay. basically. Mm -hmm. And if you don't exceed the income, the AMI guidelines and your DTI qualifies, obviously, to get approved for a loan, mm -hmm. then you can purchase one of Vanessa's homes. That is correct. So there must be a long, a long list for these to, to even qualify. No, a long list to qualify. Like, like is people. Uh, people, people who because like that salary is really oh not God. like a waiting list. Yeah, my like I can't even finish a house before <laughs> it goes under contract. Like at one point, I had like 150 buyers waiting, and I was telling the city like I need more houses, I need more houses, I need more houses. But yeah, when I'm when I'm under when I'm in permitting, I'm putting together my 3D rendering, so I'm showing a mock-up and then I'm pushing it on social media, yeah. MLS, you know, different channels, um, work in the neighborhood, and then they go like that. So So this is probably a guaranteed like if whenever you build a home, it's 
it's definitely somebody's gonna buy it for sure. I mean, so far so good. So <laughs> far so good. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna work. But I mean, really break it down though, like she said, right? So from a developer standpoint, it's a win-win. Yeah. Right. You're getting a land from the city because the city. What most people don't even realize, most of these cities own a lot of the land in their in their in the counties. Right. Right. And they and they land bank them. They hold them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And when the developer comes in, now they buy that land. If they can meet these criteria, like Vanessa said, with providing affordable housing, because like she said, it's a it's a crisis all throughout America, right, and the world for that matter. So now you go into this, you getting a steep discount. Now you helping the economy. You helping blue collar workers, right? Yeah, it's creating the whole atmosphere. So now, profit margin wise, you wouldn't make as much as a regular builder going for market value. Right, because remember that house was worth what two hundred thousand more. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, but you do more yeah, volume. Though? So my but profit, you can do more volume, and that's okay. what I looked at. Right, so yes, my profit margin is smaller than the market rate, but it's the volume play mm. is what I was looking at. My thought process in creating this company was the Chick Fil A model. Like I okay. love y'all have Chick Fil A out here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah. Chick Fil A model, right? <laughs> um, we're keeping it simple. Right. K-I-S-S. -S, keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A can appeal to the kids at school. They can appeal to corporate America. And it's just simple. It's the yeah. simple chicken. It's, it's great customer service. Like that's what I that's how I looked at this. And the, the price point is small. Right. Yeah. So for me, I, I had to look at the numbers of like, OK, if I'm going to get into this space, I can't do one or two homes. I have to do 10 at one time. I have to make sure my finishes are are similar. My floor, I have two different floor plans. I change like two to three different elevations. Right. And then um, elevations is the front of the house for those who don't know. Um, and then I change up a little bit of the finishes to try to give it its own feel because you got to think of you know, logistics wise, when you're ordering materials and when you're installing. So yeah. I had to look at this as if, you know, I have a Chick-fil-A franchise and we're just trying to get these orders out. Right. But it's not just rushing houses out. It's doing it with quality and it's, you know, giving these people a good experience. Right. So for me, it's it's been the Chick-fil-A model since day one. Um, and it's been great. You, I love that. Do you take a hit on um, quality when it comes to this because it is lower priced or lower value? So we have to meet code requirements. Okay. We have the same requirements as the market rate buyers. I just can't go all out in terms of like custom finishes. Right. That's yeah. Okay. You know? um, but no, we have. Yeah, it's <laughs> the city of Houston code is pretty stringent. Mm. Interesting. This is an interesting model. All right. So you're building these houses. You're getting steep discounts, mm -hmm. right? You're providing housing for people who are getting priced out. Plus, you're giving them a product that in a couple years, they're definitely going to have equity. So you're helping them create generational wealth for their families. Now, my question is, you said that they couldn't sell the house for like 10 years because when they're getting these down payment assistance programs, it has their own restrictions if you're taking like government money. But they yeah. are able to possibly tap into equity. And if they tap into equity, then they have to pay back the down payment assistance, correct? 
So I, I don't know if they can tap into the equity. Um, I haven't seen that done yet. So are you meaning like a HELOC or, mm-hmm. you know, some type of loan against their house? I don't know. Um, now, the city is not saying, oh, you can't go anywhere. You must stay in this house forever. Like they understand yeah. life changes happen. I just try to tell the buyers, just try to stay in it as long as you can. Like mm-hmm. once again, what other opportunity do you have where you're buying a house for 200K and now it's appraised for 400K? Right. In 11 months. That was crazy. That's insane. When I saw that, like the buyers were literally texting me their tax statements. Another con to that, though, is that now they're having to pay taxes on that 400K. So that's what I'm having. I'm fighting right now with city council. And why are they paying taxes on the new value? Because the appraisal district. Oh, property taxes. Yeah, property taxes. taxes. Property taxes. I was going to say, why are they paying income taxes? (laughs) That's the yeah. first thing I thought. So, yeah. The appraisal district doesn't recognize it as an affordable, affordable house. housing. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. like other exemptions where we have like your homestead exemption or um, senior disability exemption. But we're working on it. Right. Um, but I'd like to be transparent, you know, because it, it sounds good. Like, okay, oh, yeah, the last uh, nine homes, I made half a million on that profit. But what are the cons, right? They're always cons. Don't let that go over people's head, though. Right? You just said something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? You said that maybe casually. <laughs> yeah, I made a half a million. You know? I mean, profit? <laughs> what? What are we talking about? So, I where do I sign casual. up? Where do I sign up I, at? That was a casual stunt. <laughs> <damn it. laughs> Look, it's but it comes with work, right? It comes with it comes with a lot of hard work. You know, I build in low to moderate income communities, I go into areas where this is why a lot of builders don't want to touch it. And a lot of investors, I mean, to be frank, we build in the hood. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. So, I mean, I was there in the beginning where you had crackheads coming up and down, you know, houses getting shot at, my trades being robbed at gunpoint. Get the fuck out of here. No, I mean, it was the wild, wild west. Um, But it's gotten better over time. So once again, like I was talking about the power of relationships, I had to learn, let me build stronger tithes in this community. Like, let me introduce this community. Let me tell them who I am and why we're here and what we're doing. Smart. And I mean, so, you know, I say that 500K, but it's a lot of like boots on the ground work, right? It's a lot, it's a lot of work. But I love this stuff. Like, <laughs> and we talk uh, another thing for the city. How is this impacting the city? Well, the city wants the tax base revenue, right? The city wants that tax income mm-hmm. that's coming off of these houses. Right. So when those those lots sit vacant and abandoned, and people aren't paying taxes on it, they're not making any money on mm-hmm. that. Okay. And they're not, and you, I think you're taxed on the valuation of that lot. So that lot may be worth 50000 Yeah. But the city's looking like, I'm not making any money off 50000 mm-hmm. Well, now that you put a $200,000 house on there, mm-hmm. well, now I'm bringing in some income and we're helping. And then the other issue is the city workers and people who work in the city because they can't afford to live in the city yeah. are having to move to the suburbs. And they want people to be able to live, work, and play in their city. So how do you how do you um 
because you said it was nine. Yeah. So how do you go about managing all these? And what's like the the timeline for for that amount of homes? Yeah. So my build timeline is 120 days. For for one. All of them. For nine. Yeah. So for no more than five months, because we were hitting it. Bloop, 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 bloop. We're pouring two to three slabs at one time. I've got two crews doing the framing. Hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. It's crazy. Hold on, hold on. I don't want you to go over two times. <laughs> Wait, two I have more questions, though. I got Wait, more questions. Hold on, I'm going to okay. help you out here. Okay, <laughs> Vanessa, yes. take your drink of water. Okay, <laughs> I need you to break down the steps now of yeah. building nine homes out of town from yeah. A to Z if you can. Yeah. So that way they can kind of understand the yeah. flow chart of all of this. Because how you was about to break it down, it would have went over their head. Yes. So once Remember, again, kiss. 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 Keep <laughs> it simple, stupid. Yes. That's what I tell I'm I'm the stupid one. So I say keep it simple, stupid. This is me talking to myself. Um, and the Chick-fil-A model. Okay. Right? So we don't have a menu we don't have a jack-in-the-box, McDonald's, me. We don't have a bunch of items on our menu. I've got two floor plans. Okay. A 1,500 floor plan and a 1,600 floor plan. So I built four of one floor plan and five of the other. So as my trades are going, they're just duplicating the same model. What do you mean by, I'm sorry, what do you mean by trades? You said it before, too. Oh, trades are the subcontractors. Okay. Yes. I never heard that. I never heard that before, so that's why. Sorry. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm coming from Texas, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the lingo is out here. No, you're good. You're good. Keep going. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so my subcontractors, um, and so they'll pour three slabs at a time. Okay. Slabs is foundation. Slabs I, are foundation. Hey, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, okay. Go ahead. Yep. That's cool. And then and then you have like two crews. So they're just hopping from each house to each house and they can do two to three plumbing grounds a day. Wow. So, yeah. So that's how I'm easy to as soon as they finish that house, they hop over to the next house. They finish that house, they hop over to the next house. And then I'm, I try to keep the finishes very similar right. to not complicate anything throughout that process. Right. Um, but I mean, I think it's just being intentional about being efficient. Right. Right. Um, and everybody being on the same page. So timelines. And I think naturally I'm just a strong like project manager in my head. Yeah. So, okay. It's like the, a warehouse line, basically. Yeah. The assembly line. It's the assembly line. Slab, 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 slab. Okay, inspection, 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 boom. Framing, 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 framing. Yes. Inspection, inspection, inspection. Roughing, 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 roughing. Yes. It's an assembly line. It's like building a car, mm -hmm. basically. So yes. all you guys in the audience, right? Vanessa mm -hmm. Cole is her name, for those of you just logged in. Yes. She's from Houston, Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. That's why she's doing 10 clips, <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. Yes. So you created your own assembly line for or your warehouse line for building homes at scale and that's how you're able to do these in less right. than six months think about the iphone you know it's just like just apple products in general right you have your core product mm -hmm. line like i I'm, I'm not a best buy i'm not trying to 
put all these different custom houses. Like right. we would drive ourselves crazy. But we give them a sleek product. So my houses are modern finishes, sleek designs. You give the people what they want, open floor plans. So I'm like, if we can try to create the best product at the most affordable price and give it the best finishes as possible, well, then it's a win-win. And that's why they go under contract before I even break ground. So You're selling off the renderings. Off the renderings. The renderings is designs, like how I show you Garden Gardens. I'm just wanna just The renderings you know, are a three. So you ask for me or for the, I mean I'm for all of y'all. I know right. what a render is. Okay. A lot of this stuff applies to, you know, other things too. Okay, just I just homes. wanna make sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, I appreciate a, a, that. A rendering is a picture. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Basically. It's or an or a concept. Picture it could be that, a concept too. Yeah. That's brought to life. Yeah. yeah. So how do you um how much would that like cost like what's the how much does it cost to even start something like that? Like, what are you putting up for this? Uh, which part? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Because it's like nine homes. That's like, like yeah. what are you, you know? So you have to buy the land, right? So like I said, the max I'm spending on the land is like 10 grand a lot. Okay. So we had to get put, cobble up $90,000. How much, what's like the, how, how much uh, land is it? For ten for ten grand, um, fifty by acre, fifty, 50 by hundred, fifty by hundred. So, so what they, is that? Uh, your house, the land that's on your house right yeah. now, that's probably a fifty by hundred lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So each lot. So then we had a private investor. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I know you talked about private investors on your channel. Mm -hmm. We had somebody come in with us, put up the money for us to take down the lots. Okay. And then we go to a bank, and we tell the bank we need a construction loan. We need a construction loan to build all nine houses. Right. And so my business partner had a good relationship with the bank. And they were like, yep, we've seen the work that you guys have done. Let's do it. And so when you go to get your construction loan, you have to submit your construction uh, breakdown. So okay. your construction costs. Right. So I'm saying, okay, it's going to cost me $175,000 to build this house, right? Okay. And you have to submit that to the bank. You have to submit your tax returns, your personal financial statement. And I tell people, don't, like, if you don't have all these things, like, if you're not in the position to do all this yourself, mm -hmm. partner with somebody who is. Right. And that's what I did. I partnered with a general contractor in the beginning. He... He knew everything. He knew everything about construction. He had banking relationships. He had got knocked out in 08. I had the land and I had city relationships. So it was a, a win-win. Yeah. Um, or you find somebody who is just financially strong. Right. And have them be the personal guarantor on your loan. And so then as you're building, you take out draws. So after... We What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. 
Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We pour the slab, mm -hmm. then we submit to the bank and we say, hey bank, we, we just poured our slabs. Right. We're ready to pull that 20,000 from that slab, from that line item. Yeah. Can you come send your inspector out and then pay me the money so then I can go pay the trade? Mm -hmm. And then that's what we do for each stage of the process. Well, a lot of times, you know, you're cobbling it up. So right. I'm not, you know. Yeah. So it's like you do. It's like phases. Yeah. I'll do like, we'll do like seven draws throughout the entire 120 days. Is that like a, what loan is like a 203K kind of? 203Ks, hard monies, right. construction loans. They all, anytime, even if you're paying on cash, you should never give your contractors the money up front. Right. You yeah. should always pay them in draws too. And you are your own inspector, right? So even with Garland Gardens, like work gets done, let me see. Da -da -da -da. This looks good to me. Here's payment. Right. right. That's why I was in Home Depot today buying roofing materials. Cause now, I'm fuck. I'm the GC. So I, <laughs> like I'm GC in my own deals. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to save money everywhere I can. So I'm gonna go buy my materials. Now that delivery is coming on Monday, they have to go do my roof. Yeah. Roof is done. I mm -hmm. I make sure all T's across, I's dotted. Here you go. Send me an invoice. Now I pay you. Let's now move on to other framing things that we got to do, blah, 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 blah. So everything's in phases. Yeah. So when you, you said, um, you, now is that per home, these, mm -hmm. these loans? So is it, do you do that all in one shot or it's like on, uh, like over the, over the next couple of weeks? So we'll get individual loans, but with one bank. Okay. So yes. And it's important that your numbers, like we do everything in QuickBooks as well. So each house is set up as its own project in QuickBooks. And my mom works for me. She's been working for me since the beginning of the company. And I have her send estimates and actuals to my inbox every mm -hmm. Monday on each job. And I go through it line item by line item. And I want to see what did we estimate for right. this? And what did we actually spend? Because I don't want to get to the end of the project and say, why didn't we make any money? <laughs> Yeah. Because I did, that was yeah. me in the very beginning. Because a lot of times as a beginner investor, you're operating on so much enthusiasm mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. optimism and you're not being a realist and you're not thinking like a business person. But you have to track those numbers. So that way, for example, on those same nine homes, that's when COVID happened. Lumber prices skyrocketed. I was like, and I had them all under contract. And I said, dude, our company is about to fold. Like, yeah. I'm, we're gonna be in the red when we get out of here. Yeah. And I, and I was like, hell no. <laughs> so I called the city, I said, we need a price increase. Like, here are the numbers coming from the suppliers. I need to at least increase these houses by 15, 20 grand. I contacted the lenders. And I said, hey, if we increase their mortgage, the price, the purchase price amount, what would that do to their mortgage? Mm -hmm. It was like $50, $75. Yeah. Um, so I called each buyer and I was like, hey, I hate to have this call. I was like, but I'm not going to be able to finish this house if we don't increase your sales price. 
And thankfully, a lot of them were like, oh, yeah, my uncle is trying to build uh, a new fence. Like, <laughs> he's seeing, he's saying these prices are crazy at Home Depot. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Home Depot. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. I was like, but it's not going to hurt your, you know, mortgage that bad. But, um, but those are the things, if you're not tracking your stuff, in real time. Right. You won't even know. You won't know. Yeah. You and have you no have idea. to be nimble. Like you have to be on it. Yeah. It's just but it's fun. Like I love this stuff. I really do. So you said um which I don't want to skip over is um you said if you don't have the money you can find somebody who does. Mm-hmm. Where where so where do you where do you go like to find somebody who you can establish a relationship with to to be in yes. issues. So I always tell people bloom where you're planted and this I mean this is what worked for me like you got to think people do business with people that they like and trust right right so I had already been in real estate I've been in real estate since I was 21 I'm 33 now like people have seen me in my consistency and in trying to grow in this business so then they would come to me and say, hey, Vanessa, if you're doing something, let me know. I've got some money. And I was like, okay, you got some <laughs> money. Well, then, you know, um, and that's how I got like my first initial seed capital. It was one of the girls in the firm. She was like, I got money in my retirement account. So she did um, like one of those IRA transfers. Mm-hmm. And that was my initial seed capital to start in the company. And I got my first floor plans. And paid the engineer wow <laughs> yeah that's so dope yeah you said uh 33 and now i feel like i'm 12 i'm like 32 and it's like damn what was going on here well she was birthing this though it's difference right she's been doing this like she said 12 years since she was 21 years old yeah man. i got my real estate license at 21 yeah. Let me ask you about that. Let me, look, before I get there, I, I want to keep it on the development real quick, right? So, all right, so you're building these homes, you're bringing it out now, now you scaled, mm-hmm. right? Now you went ahead and you are in contract to buy, what, 1,500 acres, mm-hmm. which you've purchased already, you've closed on we 700 closed. Yes. of the 1,500 so far. So yes. you broke it down in phases. Where the hell do you find 1,500 acres? acres from and how the hell do you acquire 1500 acres yes so I w- in this case I have to give a lot of credit to my business partner because my business partner really spearheaded that that deal and this was a project out in the country and we actually had to bring in a capital group a group that does like equity raising Mm -hmm. so this deal was very much more sophisticated than I'm used to um, but I'm learning a lot Um, but to add to that to answer that question with a little bit more context there is a book called why should white guys have all the fun Mm -hmm. and he talks about how sometimes you have to put you have to take a step back and let the token person kind of lead the transaction. The token white person. I was going to say you. The token <laughs> white person. Okay. Correct. Okay. And so, you know, the owners of this 1,500 acres was eight generations mm. of, you know, passing on this land to the family. Mm-hmm. And they did not look like us. us. Mm. You know, 
So sometimes I have to, now and when we're in the city, when we're in the city of Houston, a lot of the politicians there are African-American. So sometimes he has to step back and bring in the token black girl, you know? So why should white guys have all the fun really talks about when do you come to the forefront and then when do you take a step back? You're still a part of the transaction, but yeah. maybe you're behind the scenes. So in this case, this is how we had to do the 1500 acres. Um, yeah. Smart play. You just, you gotta know, and, and that's the thing, like you try not to have too much ego into this business and too much pride, because then you're gonna get in your own way, yeah. right? You're gonna lose out on some really money-making deals. That project is, it's gonna be 80 million in sales. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How, many, how many houses are you building? So in that one, we're just developing the lots. We're selling pre-developed lots. So I don't even have to swing any hammers. I don't have to bring my blue tape out. All right, so let's break this down for the people <laughs> who may not understand. Yeah, I was going to say, said. what, 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 what? All right, so <laughs> I'm going to break this down for okay. you a little bit. All right, so when you're doing pre-developed lots, and correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, I, I know this already, but I'm on. No, nah, good. So you, you're developing the land, mm -hmm. meaning you're clearing the land, getting the utilities, Blah, blah, blah. And you have a whole little dance you do for that, right? <laughs> to break that down, right? Yeah. So you're clearing the land, developing lines, you're getting the, the plans drawn, getting your renderings, and then you're going to the market with this, mm -hmm. and you're selling the renderings, aka the photos, of mm -hmm. uh, plot A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? And then the buyers themselves are going to get their own financing for the construction loans and things of that nature. And they're gonna as each lot sells and closes, then the, they're the ones on the hook for the construction. So mm -hmm. this play is separate from what I do in affordable housing. Okay. Okay. So what we just discussed earlier, that was the affordable housing process. Mm -hmm. On outside the county, when we go into these large acreage developments, it's different. So I actually bring in a sales team who knows how to sell raw land. Mm -hmm. And we do like these one day sales. And the last one on my 100 acres, we sold 30 lots in one Saturday. Mm. So there's a whole thing. Yeah. We run Facebook ads, we run radio ads. I mean, it's this whole, and you gotta create like this whole FOMO experience of you gotta get your lot yeah, now, yeah, you gotta yeah. get your lot, the pre-developed price, or it's gonna go up. Mm -hmm. um, and then people are like, they have this FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. And they're like, okay, they're writing checks on the spot. I mean, it's crazy. Mm. It's amazing. Like getting 30 lots under contract at one time, it was like, oh gosh, yes. That's <laughs> wild. That sounds um, crazy. But it's a process. Um, but it's great. And I love that because it diversifies us from the affordable housing. It's a different clientele. Mm -hmm. It's usually like, retirees, it's people that want to leave out of the city or it's people that want a second home and it's not the first time home buyers. Right. So, you know, when you're thinking business and investments, you just want to diversify your portfolio. Agreed. Right. One stream of income is too close to being broke. <laughs> that part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's I want to fully understand. Because you say you're not swinging no hammers, you're not doing no construction. Mm -hmm. Who's funding the construction of these homes? You and your team or the buyers when they actually get into contract? 
And the, on the land development on side? On the land development side. Once we sell them the land, they do whatever they want. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. Okay, so I misinterpreted what you're saying. So you guys are just buying the acreage, selling the plots. This is your renderings. Do you? Yes. So I'll give you the example. The 100 acres that we already own, mm -hmm. we took that 100 acres and then we divided it into 52 individual lots. Oh, uh, okay. okay. And those 52 individual lots are an acre and a half to three acre sizes. Because you have people in Texas that want to live, they want to, like, they want that piece of that country. Yeah. You know, they want land, they don't want their neighbors on top of them. Living in New York would give them so much anxiety, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody's on top of each other. Right. No, they want space. And so we come in, we put in the roads, we put in the uh, electricity and your fiber, and then we're out of there. We put in the entry monument, <laughs> and then we hand over the HOA. They're coming in, they're putting in their own house when they're ready to build. They find their own builder. They do their own architectural plans and everything. They find their own builder that's going to do all that for them. Mm. And it's on well and septic. So I'm not coming in, I'm not running any water lines, and I'm not running any sewer lines. That's a come up. Man, it is. That's a come up. It's an addicting. Like, it's almost like, ooh, affordable housing. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute, hold on. I just want to make sure. Everybody understands this gem you just broke down because how I just explained it in the beginning of this, of this, I said they're buying it, they're getting their own funding, but you're still building. Yeah, right? I'm not building no, on these. We can, but we're just solely coming in as land developers. Land developers, that's it. That's it. The land developer play. The land developer play. Correct. Mm. It's not like the Toronto play, right? What they do over there with the developing? Nah, see, they're developing fully. They're selling pre-development, okay. like she just mentioned. Right. And then they um, are getting funding, and then the buyers are getting the construction loans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, okay. and then they're building gotcha. from there. Okay. So they're acting as the GCs. But this, with, her, with hers, is, there's no... There's we just, no... So we just, me and you go find a piece of 100 acres. We split it up into 52 lots. Here's some plans of what your house could look like, or here's the lot. In her case, yeah, she yeah. says not even no plans. So it's there's a lot. There's an acre lot, acre and a half, three acres. We want three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. And the comps in the air. If you build this type of five thousand, ten thousand square foot, or well, you could probably build ten thousand square feet. That'll probably be a three million dollar house, right? Damn. You go figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you own. build build when you're ready. They just building the. They just selling the land as is. So they brought mm -hmm. a big plot of land, subdivided it. Mm -hmm. And say, hey, it's yours if you want it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if we have to develop it, then you're gonna pay a lot more. So right. basically, yeah. they're finding buyers who have the appetite to build their dream house. Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in on that, their own dime. Yeah. And in that play, you're normally working closely with your engineers, um, your engineers, the county engineers hydrologists, um, land planners, land surveyors, and then your GC who's gonna come in there and do all the infrastructure. So, Damn. yeah, so, and it's, it's totally different from the construction side, but that's what, that's what we love. We love that it's totally separate 
So yeah, because you're not tying up your resources now. If you want to build mm -hmm. more affordable, et cetera, et cetera, you're actually finding a way to now. It's another revenue stream. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like we can go out here and get this land, and we can make a decision. Are we going to fully develop this land and build our own properties, our own mansions or whatever we want, affordable mansions, whatever it is, or are we just going to land develop a play and just, all right, we're just going to sell them as plots. Correct. And you do what you want to do because now that's the quickest sale. Remember, they, they said they had a one-day sale. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> a one-day sale crazy, yeah. where they yeah. sold 30 of the 52 in one day. That's yeah. cash money right now. Yeah. That, yeah. How much was every lot going for Between, on average? Yeah, uh, 125000 125. How much did y'all pay for the 100 acres? $2 million. $2 million for the 100 acres. So you got to think about it, right? 125000 on average times 30. Type in chat. What's that number? Mm -hmm. Type in chat. A hundred, a hundred and twenty-five average, because that's not the, the we're just going to do average, because yeah, every price is different. The bigger acres probably cost you two hundred, right? Mm -hmm. But 125000 times 30. Mm -hmm. Think about how much money that was. Type in chat. What's the answer? I'm waiting on you. You slow with your calculators today. I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, think about it. She said, how much you paid? Two million for the lot. Mm -hmm. Two million for the lot. I'm going to say it one more time. <laughs> 30 acres times 125 on average. That's a play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had already got our land costs mm -hmm. back. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and we had the money to fund the development. And you still got 22 more lots. Which all that is just pretty much profit. Profit. It's a few more, you know, lots that need to pay for stuff, but for the most part, profit. When you say we, how, who's, how many people are involved in this process? Three. Oh, it's three partners in three par this deal. Three partners? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So if you pay two <laughs> milli for the acquisition. Now, how much did you guys spend to kind of cleaning it up and everything like that to get mm -hmm. it together? That was about 1.7. 1.7 to clean and clear it and all the other good stuff? To do all the construction. Okay, so whatever, to, to basically develop the land for it to be ready for you to Correct. Sell. So for development, for, I mean not develop, for subdividing, for all those permits, you know, clearing the trees. Mm -hmm water, sell, sewer, whatever you had to do, all that good stuff, $1.7 on top of the $2 million. Mm -hmm. So the 30 that sold covered everything, the acquisition. Mm -hmm. Now everything is profit. And then there are, you got to pay, I had to pay my sales team. Um, and then to run the electricity, so our profit on this deal, it's about three million and some change. But we've only been in it for a little over 18 months. Mm. And I'm not dealing with a lot of like the city bureaucracy, like working with the county engineers, it's just different. Like it's not, there's not so many loopholes you have to go through when you're in the county, when you're outside of the county. Yeah. Um, so my question to y'all is, right, because you have 100 acres, and you could have made more than 52 lots. Well, Why the not? county requirements, you, can, you cannot develop anything less than an acre and a half. Okay. So they do have a minimum size requirement. Okay, so why not make every lot 
an acre and a half. You could you could do that, but then so that's when you bring in your sales team, right? Because your sales team has the expertise of knowing you don't want the entire subdivision to be the same. The same. Right. Some people want when you're when you have a buyer on that type of buyer, yeah. they kind of want their own unique feel. Mm, okay. um, and then not every buyer wants an acre and a half. They want the biggest lot, right. which was really interesting because our more expensive lots were selling first oh, wow. than our cheaper lots. And this is around the time when like the, the feds were having all those price rate increases and yeah. You know, that's a whole nother thing, but. So total, you said it was how many, how many, 50, 52? Yeah, 52 lots. 52. So, yeah, so that, that's crazy. So the rest was just. Profit. Profit. Now, when you, t when you, when, how much, I know it sounds, it sounds good. The number sounds great. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. when you take that profit, do you obviously reinvest it into in the next property? Like how? Yeah. At what point? Because this is the one thing I don't understand with, with real estate and profit. Um, people always say you should take that money and reinvest it, right? Mm -hmm. But how do you allocate like a certain amount of money to be spent for yourself? Like, so I think that's a great question. So my partner, my business partner, and I have put each other. We put ourselves on salaries. Okay. So we take out a very minimal salary every month. So when we get our profits, they go into the account. Mm -hmm. And we're just building that war chest. Mm. And then we're, you know, we get our direct deposit every month. And we, you know, we've calculated what's something that is comfortable enough. Right. Still conservative enough. <laughs> that we can still have a decent life. Right. Right. Um, and I think because if not. Then when you get that half a million, you know, you're just looking at, oh, I got a half a million. Well, you got to pay property taxes on yeah. it. And then, you know, are you going to have money for your next project? Or, you you know, there's just different things that you yeah. have to think about. So those are gross numbers. But then yeah. what's the actual net? Right. And then for me, it's a long term play. Like, I don't want to just do one deal and I'm done. Right. Like, no, I want to be here. 10, 15, 20, 30 years building globally, developing globally, internationally. Live below your means. Yeah. Live, live, live below your means. Yeah. yeah, because, again, too many people, and this is where you see people get messed up, they overextend themselves because all of this money is coming in, but they're not thinking that the business has to continue to thrive. Mm -hmm. The business and you are two different things. Yeah. They're two different entities, and that's why I always say, one stream of income is too close to being broke. When you run in a business, you can't just focus on that one stream, especially in real estate, because if you're flipping, selling, that's transactional. Right. Right? That's not cash flow. Yeah. Cash flow, that's passive income. This transactional money is here today, gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And you have staff, you have things you have to do with that money. You have to pay people. Right. And it takes, yeah. that's an 18 months. operating costs. That's 18 months of a transaction, though. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's not, I brought it today and I sold it tomorrow. Yeah. It's a process, Correct. right? So when you got to think about it, you have to, your company has to survive for that 18 to 24 months before these mm -hmm. transactions start happening. Look what happens if the market corrects itself, lumber goes up, materials go up. All these things happen, and most of the time, new business owners 
don't think about these stuff, these things. Like they said, they're thinking like, and there was nothing wrong with your question. I don't want people well, to think I'm trying to get on you about how do you get the money for yourself, right? Oh, no, I was just, yeah. No, I'm, it was a good question. Yeah. But you can't think about yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to do other things or have enough reserves for your personal life so that way whatever money's coming in, especially in the beginning years, that you can survive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your business, most importantly, can survive because your business is the most important thing. It's more yeah. important than you. You can go be homeless. Who cares? <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, true. The business got to keep going. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're in it for the long term, the business has to eat. All your profit or majority of your profit should go back into your business to keep building the war chest and keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. So you got to treat yourself basically as an employee. Like you are an employee. Most, yeah. Yes. Like, no, but you seriously, are, like, treat yourself as no, an employee. No, you are an employee. Yeah. No, you are a fucking employee right. of your own yeah. business. Yeah. Running a business is just a glorified fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, I want to be a boss. No, you don't. Everybody <laughs> a boss until the invoice come. What Jay-Z said? Yeah. Everybody a boss until the invoice voice come, bro. This shit costs money. <laughs> yeah, and so... Who paid for it? <laughs> yeah. The boss. It's true. Seriously. Everything get paid before the boss. The all, boss the last one to eat. All of my lavish items were purchased by someone else. So that's a play too, but that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> that's a whole different podcast. Vanessa, that's not. <laughs> wait, maybe she. Wait, is that, is that what you're talking about? Is that you're talking about the same thing or no? We're talking about the same thing. Oh, okay. All about. right. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm on. I'm just. I don't know. Maybe she's gonna go somewhere else with it. I don't I mean. No. Oh, okay. Keep, All right. Keep yeah. your money. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Nigga, have you looked at her? No, I, I, <laughs> like, it could have been something are, else. Are, are you? looking at how to <laughs> what are you looking at I, no i get it i was it could have been something else it okay been a different place no. i don't know the man gonna spin on this okay <laughs> you silly i'm just trying to say like <laughs> no broke energy over here <laughs> oh, God, no broke energy yeah. all right that's like i said it's a whole different podcast but now nah, we gotta go though it's 6 10 i didn't even realize it was this late oh wow and we got to be somewhere in like 50 minutes and gonna have mad traffic let me see let me yeah. see because we got it now this was uh def this is the first time i actually learned well i can't say that but when it comes to development stuff like it just always went over my head mm -hmm. but um i definitely got a clear understanding of it now um Good. for sure and it's a yeah. lot more we didn't cover too. We we're I'm supposed sure to talk about is. gap funding. We we're supposed to talk about a whole different thing. So I'm gonna put There's you on so the spot. Much. I need you to teach a class, Vanessa. They okay. they in the comments talking about you, this need to be a whole class. Yeah. What's up? Can I get you to come to my Philly class? July 27th, July 28th. What, what are we doing? Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> 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 let's All right. Talk what about if it. I do a class in Houston? Is okay. that is that easier for you? Should I do a class in Houston, y'all? Class Houston. in Houston. Should I do a class in Houston? I've never been to Houston. H-Town. I've been to Texas. Everything's yeah, bigger than Texas. Texas. Yeah. I want to go to Turkey yeah. Leg Hut. <laughs> Houston coming up after Philly. That's the next <laughs> yeah. class. We All right. Tell them how to follow you again. Tell them all your yeah. information. Instagram, the Vanessa Cole. That's where I'm at. There you go. The Vanessa Cole. Mm -hmm. Go to IG. Holla at her. You can see some of my work. and Yeah, happy to help. The receipts are on her page, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. uh, this was good. Any, any, any also final link, gym? LinkedIn, too. Okay. Tell me your LinkedIn. Vanessa Cole? LinkedIn, I think it's, yeah. Vanessa okay. Cole. You got one last gym for the audience before we get out of here? 
yeah, stay intentional. Stay intentional about what it is that you're doing and, and quiet the noise around you. It's very important to sit still and think and get clear of the direction that you're heading. And then once you make that decision, just go full speed and reach out to all the people around you and just let them know, here's where I'm going, here's where I'm headed, I need help, and just go after it, go after it. The only limitations are the ones that we place on ourselves. So, Facts. much success to you all. Facts. Ladies and gentlemen, drop some <laughs> gems in the comments for Vanessa Cole. Make sure you go follow her, follow Tooks, follow me. Uh, hit the like button. I know this was not our typical two hours. No, it was a solid comment. Like, I learned it, a lot. Dude. It was solid. We could have went longer. But yeah. <laughs> we're going to come to Houston probably in, uh, I don't know. Maybe we go in July. We do Houston and Philly in July. Uh, mm. Fuck it. Why not? Here we go. Why not? Why not? <laughs> we're going to do Houston and Philly in July. Why not? Why not? <sighs> okay. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Send it. Look, we coming to Houston in July, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to get the dates. In about a week, we're gonna figure this out. The master classes coming soon. Oh, yeah, Kiana said yes, please come to Houston. There you have it. <laughs> come to Houston. H Town, money making moves said H Town. H Town. Drop some gems in the comments for my girl Vanessa Cole. We are out of here. This is Matt Garland. Go to mgbookstore.com. Make sure you pick up the free glossary or join the learning center because those are the first people who are gonna get access to these classes. These classes are 50 people, no more than that. All right, so. When we come to your city, it's not going to be two, three, four hundred people. It's going to be 50. Just so you know. All right. Two day masterclass coming to Houston soon. All right. Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. Peace. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up and I've already made around two, three hundred dollars You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus.